Hello and welcome to episode 153 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. And joining me once again is the magnificent League Freak, who you can find on Twitter at League Freak. How you going there, mate? I'm going very well, but I'm very angry today. Yeah, we've it's the calm before the storm here right now. Yeah, pretty much. We, we sound pretty mellow. Yep. Pretty relaxed. But, uh, wow. Be prepared. Be prepared. Um, yeah. Grab a seat. Sit down. Strap yourself in because, man, we're going to take your ears for a ride. Yeah. Because of an act of absolute bastardry by Channel 9. Yes. So, Channel 9 has come out this week. We'll go into this in a bit more detail in a sec. And they've blasted the NRL over lost income. And this is the NRL's lost income. So pretty much Channel 9 are now having a go at the NRL for the way they handle their own finances. Yeah, and they did it through an unnamed spokesman, through Danny Widler to start off with. (laughs) And then basically, seriously, that's what they did. Mm. And then they unleashed their minions to the point where I've been seeing people that, you know, do the digital arm of Channel 9, their websites, that if you're going to and reading, like, welcome to everything after 1998, find find better sources than Wide World of Sports to get your sport news from, because I don't know who would go there to read anything about sports. They only own three sports, and they don't want to show them. It's ridiculous. But anyway... Um, yes. They come out with a a ridiculous statement. I've got it here. Should I read it out? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Okay. It said, at nine, we had... Now, the context for this is this: they put this statement out about an hour before the NRL was about to come out and announce when they wanted to restart the competition in some capacity. Yep. Uh, the NRL's plan we talked about in the last episode... So if you want want to know what they are basically looking at, go and listen to the last episode. So this is the statement from Nine that came out just before the, the announcement. At Nine, we had hoped to work with the NRL on a solution to the issues facing rugby league in 2020 brought on starkly by COVID-19. But this health crisis in our community has highlighted this mis- the mismanagement of the code over many years. Nine has invested hundreds of millions in this game over decades, and we now found they have profoundly wasted those funds with very little to fall back on to support the clubs, the players, and the supporters. In the past, the NRL have had problems, and we've bailed them out (laughs) Many times, Sorry. including I know, including a fifty million dollar loan to support clubs when the last contract was signed, it would now appear that much of that has been squandered, squandered by a bloated head office completely ignoring the needs of the clubs, players, and supporters. We now find ourselves with a contract that is unfulfilled by the code. We hope we could talk through a long term plan. Now, that was from an unnamed spokesman, which is really fucking gutless by Channel 9, the way they did that. But they followed it up 
for the next 48 hours with a bunch of really determined attacks on the game on all three of their arms. So you've got to remember Channel 9 owns Channel 9, obviously. They own the Sydney Morning Herald and any Fairfax media. They also own 2GB in Sydney and, and I think 4BC in Brisbane and, and uh, I don't know what it is, it 3RW in Melbourne? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. So they've used all of those outlets to attack, attack the NRL and its mismanagement. And I find it absolutely disgusting. That statement was misleading. I think it was... Uh, I think everyone saw through it and it was timed to do the most damage it possibly could to the game of rugby league. What did you think about it? Um, there's so much in this which is is gross. Yeah. Um, Nine has invested hundreds of million dollars in this game over decades. Yeah. Let, let's look at that. How much has Nine made out of rugby league. How many years did Channel 9 underfund the game after the Super League war? Mm. It, you know, they Savagely. only got, Yeah. They only got the TV rights in the first place because Channel 10 went bust in the early 90s. That's correct. And then they, they bought those rights at a cheap price. Yep. Um, the they NRL s- lost... Well, the New South Wales Rugby League lost nearly $3 million because of Channel 9 going bust in 91. And I didn't pay any of that money back. They underpaid it. They then denied Channel 10 the right to show any games and eventually took the game off the ABC as well. So it was only available on one station. Gave, gave us years of delayed highlights coverage, which was just ridiculous, even through finals games. I remember watching yeah. one game and it was a, a finals match and it went to extra time. And they come, that like, it basically butted up against the news. So they didn't show the extra time. They just said, oh, this team won. Here's the news. Like, I've that's the worse, sort of coverage we got. I've got a worse story than that, and that comes from being down here in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Wednesday night, there's no other sport on TV. And this mm-hmm. is 2009, 2010, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Okay, three days before that, two days before that, they announced that... Hey, hey, it's Saturday, which they had brought back for probably a month, and they brought it back on a Wednesday. They were axing it. They said, this Wednesday will be the last episode. It's not going to go on any further than that. And it clashed with State of Origin. Mm-hmm. Everyone in Victoria had to sit through the abysmal rehashing of Hey, hey, it's Saturday on Wednesday before we got to see State of Origin. It was delayed by over an hour. Wow. We're only going back a decade. Unbelievable. And then you look at them saying that the head office has squandered money, okay? In 2012, Channel 9 owned its its creditors close on $3 billion. Mm -hmm. It went to those creditors and did a deal where those creditors ended up with the shares of that own Channel 9. They ended up with shares in 9. And that's the only reason that they didn't go into administration. It's so much hypocrisy in the, in the, in what they've done here. Um, there really is. And they've How completely about... forgotten about what they've done in the past, and they've done much, much worse. Tour matches that we don't get to see. Mm-hmm. Interna- full internationals we don't get to see. 
Mate, you even know? basic stuff like down here, you know, down, I'll go back to down here in Melbourne. Yeah, it's the National Rugby League. Melbourne has a team now. We used to never, ever, and I'm talking up until about three years ago, get the post-match interviews, especially when it comes to State of Roger, we never got to find out who was the man of the match mm-hmm. because the second the full-time siren went, they went straight into the AFL footy show Yeah, because they want to get those viewers across. Yep. It's all about getting ratings for the AFL footy show. Why are they promoting a game that's on a rival network? They don't show a single AFL game on the entire Channel 9 network, yet they feel the need to piggyback rugby league viewers, you know, who are watching a, a game that is exclusively on Channel 9 with free-to-air. Why do they need to get those viewers watching an AFL program? Be, those people will then go on on the weekends to go and watch AFL on another network. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the fucking logic behind this. You know, it was They're only... promoting Channel 7's product. I don't fucking get it. Makes no sense. And it was only... It was about a month ago when I think about it. And I made the mistake of having the Today Show on, you know, which is basically like watching Sesame Street. And they had one of... But without the educational content. Yeah, exactly. The only thing they don't do is tell you what the window of the day is and the number. So, and they had one of their sports reporters from down in Melbourne, and he was rattling on about the AFL. And just partway through it, he starts just launching into the NRL. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Can kick rugby league as much as they want, even even though that they own the broadcasting rights for it. They've never done anything to promote it. Um, you know, can I, can I say that that shows you where Channel Nine's logic about you know looking after rugby league and how they're a good business stuff like that. Mm. What other network sits there and completely belittles, destroys, and rubbishes one of their own products? To its exactly. own detriment. Would you remember that year that the Bulldogs won the grand final and they'd sent a reporter to yes. the stadium? And the, the state. Yep. Now, the stadium was locked up, closed, yes, and the, the, the team was actually up inside the stadium. And apparently, what they had chosen to do, because they knew they're under a lot of scrutiny, they kept everything locked up and they were watching friggin' YouTube videos, right? But the problem was they had the window open. And this crime reporter, and I still remember her name, I'm not going to say her name because she doesn't deserve it. She was saying that they were yelling out the window at her all of these things, and she was saying it was sexist, right? But it was actually a viral video at the time of some idiot going off on a train, and these players were just mimicking it while they were watching it, right? Made mm-hmm. it all a bit... Just made a story out of nothing. They've yeah, never... They I, I, rem- I remember a couple of days after the Panthers won the grand final, and there was big breaking news about it, a massive NRL story, and it ended up that one of the players, like brothers, had been arrested... Yeah, I mean, it, it goes on. I mean, we had nearly every year, like Tracy Watts's name, alleged journalist, um, would do some sort of massive shitting on rugby league on her whatever the TV show is, a current affair, in the lead into the first state of origin match. Remember the story, which was what was the most prominent one? Might have been the Matthew Johns drama over New Zealand. Yeah, they, they made they a big thing out of that. Literally, 
literally in the 30 minutes, their whole show was about Matt Johns and what happened with him prior to Origin kicking off for that year. And they did it again a few years ago with a story about Luke O'Donnell. Well, remember when they... Uh, Another one on Wayne Bartram. I can't remember. There's been a few more. Do you remember the hatchet job that they did on Cameron Smith? Yes. God, that was atrocious. That was that was fucking disgusting. It was on 60 Absolutely Minutes. Absolutely disgusting. That was on 60 Minutes. And what they did were there for those who don't know, and you can actually watch. People have done the, yeah, you know, They've exposed 60 Minutes on this uh, online, on YouTube. Um, they showed edited highlights of the moment when Alex McKinnon got injured and they've made it out like Cameron Smith immediately blamed McKinnon for it and then was talking with the referee and pretty much trying to move the game on and saying, just being, they made it out like he's being really dismissive of what had happened. Mm. And... When you look at the actual footage of what went on, you know, they they condensed it all to about a two minute period. When you watch the actual footage, it was like ten, fifteen minutes or whatever it was it took for them to to treat McKinnon on the field and get him off the field. And that whole time, Cameron Smith is standing alone, on his own, quiet, sometimes with his hand near his face. He mm. looked concerned. Yeah. So what you want about Cameron Smith and being a grubber something like that? That's all fine. That's for something different. But this is a moment where you stop being a rugby league player. Yeah. And you could see it on every single player's face there. And Cameron Smith was sitting there, as I said, on his own. He did not speak to anyone. He didn't say anything to the referee until McKinnon was off the field. And they'd seen heaps of replays. He said, look, he ducked his head. That's got to lead to part of the problem. He's he's making a very reasoned and logical um, statement to the to the referee, and it was obviously to make sure that he didn't lose a player or stuff like that. He's doing what a captain does. Yeah. At no point did he say anything derogatory about McKinnon and stuff like that. And no. once McKinnon was shown the full footage and revealed, you know, what had happened, um, you know, the NRL then, oh sorry, Channel Nine then made Paul Vorton on the footy show. Ah, oh, that's apologize right. Apologize to to Cameron Smith. And it was sick because I'm, I don't I don't have much time for Paul Vorton as a TV personality, but he should never have had to do that. That was disgraceful. It really was. And look, the way they got rid of Paul Vorton off the footy show was disgraceful too. Yeah. Like, I mean, the ratings were down and all that, but they basically just tossed him aside. And he'd been the, the face of the footy show for 20-odd years. Yeah, they stood by... Dickhead that's on the AFL footy show for fucking ages. Sam, you know, what's his name? Yeah, what's his name? Don't, it, don't care. Yeah, Sam who gives like a shit? Uh, th- you know, that $50, $50 million loan that they said, that was actually an advance payment. When they signed the deal, they put forward an advance payment uh, as part of that deal. It wasn't a loan, you know, so that's that's, you know... I couldn't believe that when they called that alone. Yeah. And then they said it was for the clubs and straight away turn around to say, and the NRL wasted it. It's like, well, make your mind up. It was at the clubs that, that got the money or the NRL, you know, it can't be both. Yeah. I'm, I'm still. Oh, I'm and still... also the investment. It's not investment. Yes. It's a business to... deal. I was about to pick up on that. I was going, the word investment 
they're not sh- they're not shareholders in rugby league. No. They've they've bought they've bought the right to broadcast it, and with that right, they're allowed to put advertising in there, which they get money from. The league doesn't get money from that advertising. Mm-hmm. That's how NR. That's how Channel Nine gets their money back for the money that they've used to buy for the rights, along with many other things. But that's that's kind of how it works. You get a big product, you you get a heap of sponsors to pay big money while that product's on, bang, you're making money. Um. So yeah, that's they don't they should not have a single say in anything to do with rugby league. And that's the problem. They don't at the moment, right? And as soon as we got the independent commission, the broadcasting rights jumped right up because you didn't have any of these bloody TV companies with the, the half, you know, they'd be on both sides of the negotiation table. And that's why we've got all of the money. We, you know, they keep on saying the game is in terrible. The game has never, ever, ever, ever had as much money in it as it has right now. Not even close. Exactly right. It's never been in this good a position. Not even close. Players have never earned this much money outside of a few of them during, during the Super League war. Oh, and by the way, that was bloody television companies carving the game up once again. For yes. their own, for, you know, and, and talking about visions and bullshit when it was really just a, a content grab. Yeah. And so if you know, if we want to look at that, I mean, during the Super League War, I think the first year of the NRL, they ran at a massive multi-million dollar loss. And at the time, Channel 9 wasn't too concerned because they were getting the, the rights to show the ARL and then the NRL at fucking bargain basement prices. Yeah, they yeah exactly, and they kept those bargain basement prices right up until the point where we got an independent commission, and then funnily enough, it, the fucking money starts rolling in because we can now negotiate properly with these media companies who don't care about anything, you know, no, just themselves. Yeah, and so to call it an investment, it's like no, you're not investing in the game. You've got the right to broadcast the game. Channel Nine's never invested in rugby league. No, they've invested in trying to um, to damage the game, reduce its, um, I suppose, its popularity, so that they can try and essentially drive the price of it down, so they don't have to pay so much for it next time. Exactly. I mean, they're the ones that don't want it to become a national competition because they don't own the right television stations in some bloody of the capital cities. And I yeah. think that's that's. That's a large reason why they're doing this sort of shit. Because this is this is not new either for Nine, as we've already discussed. We've mentioned a few points already. Um, they love shitting on the game. They're not as um, blatant as it as News Limited are, but they do do it, and it's, we're seeing it now that when they want to get nasty with this sort of shit, they they do it, and they do it better than anybody else. And we've seen that this week. I mean, they've had this negative propaganda bullshit come out this week, which has just been entirely trying to screw the game over. Since when? Since when does any network give a fuck about the NRL's finances or the clubs? And then they've, they've got the nerve to say, you know, this money is about supporting the clubs, the players and supporters. Since when have they given a shit about any of that? Never, ever. And you know what? They're going to try and spike the season because it'll save them money. They're trying to make out during a 
global pandemic. They're trying to b- turn a buck out of it. Yeah. You know, TV ratings are apparently up because people are obviously at home. Yep. But advertising revenue revenue is down because there's a lot of places that just aren't open to advertise. Although Harvey Norman's probably still advertising. You know what? They fucking are. They fucking are. The best advertising that you will see is during the news when they tell you about, you know, oh, let's go into the latest supermarket and tell you how you should wash your hands. It's like, why are you doing it in a supermarket? It's just unbelievable. I, I could not believe how transparent they were and say that they're trying to help the clubs, the players in the, in the game. Do you know there are people that work for these clubs? There are, and I'm not talking about the players. I'm talking about staff. Mm. And, you know, when people think about football club staff, they think about CEOs and board members. There's people that run the media. There's physios. There's all sorts of people. And they don't make millions of dollars. Far from it. And those people are absolutely desperate for the game to restart again. Because if the game doesn't start this year, they've got zero income. Yeah. Absolutely no income. And Channel 9 is trying to stop those people from earning their living this year. Unbelievable. And they talk about bloated costs. Like, have you... Have, you know what? I went to that test match in Wollongong last year mm-hmm. between Australia and New Zealand. At half time, Channel 9 would have... And I'm, I, I'm just lowballing it. 40 people walk out of theirs onto the field, just milling around and, you know, just bullshitting about. And I couldn't believe that they would have that many people there. I mean, you want bloated costs. Go and have a look at the catering truck that Channel 9 takes to games. Have a look at the long list. I mean, do we really need 50 different people on their pregame to say the same shit over and over again? How many former players are they paying? Talk about Most loaded of costs. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's crazy. And look, oh, just the fact that, I mean, we've talked about this on a previous episode. I'm not going to go into it too much, but to say that they've wasted money. The NRL hasn't wasted money. Okay. They might, well, you know, maybe they've wasted a little bit, but it's nowhere near the level that's being made out by anyone in the media. A lot of the money that's been lost by the NRL has been to the clubs because the clubs have been poorly run. Despite the fact that clubs have their biggest expense paid for, they st- you know they still claim to run at, at losses, which I tend to think is a load of crap, to be honest. Like, I mean, how many years are you supposed to run at a loss before you actually go broke? And these clubs have been talking about running at losses since the, the 90s. It's been ridiculous. Like, I just don't pay any attention to that anymore. You know, and the thing about the NRL is, like, you've seen the media thing, where's all the money gone? If you want to find it, it's all on the NRL website. They release their financial statements every year. It is very clear. It is, you can actually see for yourself. Don't take our word for it. Go and have a look at the NRL website. Look at their financial statements. A lot of the costs involved that that you'll hear, oh, the NRL is spending X, Y, Z every year. Yeah, that's running all of rugby league in all of Australia. That's setting up a lot of things that had been left to wither and die during the Super League war because the game was underfunded by these media companies. There's a lot that the NRL and the ARL has had to do since the Independent Commission come in that was basically restarting a lot of things in rugby league that had been left to die. Exactly. 
Um, it, it just staggers me that, you know, apparently all of that is Todd Greenberg's fault. Yeah, and look, there's, I mean, I don't know what the media has against Todd Greenberg. It might be the fact that he was the CEO at a time when, you know, they're trying to renegotiate a deal and maybe they just don't like talking with Greenberg. Maybe he's too much of a negotiator. Um, I think that it is very interesting that there was a point where the NRL stopped leaking information and then we had a change of administrative power brokers in the game and all of a sudden every single little point is being leaked to the media. Well, I think that was very interesting. One of Buzz Rothfield's very good friends is, is on the ARLC. Yeah. Mm. And I, I like them. I remember hearing the media complaining that they weren't getting anything out of the, the ARL or the NRL for a long time. And mm-hmm. man, that's changed now. Um, the way that the media has conducted itself, not just about rugby league, but in general during this pandemic has been utterly fucking disgusting on so many levels. And the way that they've conducted themselves about rugby league has been alarmist. It has been misleading to the public. I know there's been many occasions I've talked to people and they've said, oh, I've heard that this is happening um, from the media. And when you tell them what is actually happening, like when, like there are people on the radio saying the NRL has no idea what it's doing and it's chaos. And it's like, no, it's very clear about what it's trying to do. It's set a date. It's trying to get things in place right now. It's been very clear. Uh, another one is, oh, the players are all trying to get money out of the NRL and they're finding it difficult. It's like, no, the Players Association has been very clear that they're, if they've had very good talks with the NRL and everyone is on the same page. You know, and the only person that you can find that will refute that is fucking Joey Leilua. Um, who I heard is a, um, he's a rocket surgeon. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just add that to his resume. Um, there's another thing in here in that, in that quote. <laughs> I mean, we're only in the second paragraph of this quote. Um, we've bailed them out many times. What the fuck are they talking about? And the only one I could think of was a loan that they made up that they paid at the last contract, which wasn't yeah, the, a bail. The, yeah, exactly. The advance payment. Yeah. That's um, ridiculous. You know, the only other time I can think of... Channel 9 stepping in and deciding to pick up some rugby league and do someone a favour was during the Super League war and when they were like, yeah, we're with you, ARL, we're with you, ARL. And then they said, oh, yeah, Super League, we'll buy your coverage for free-to-air TV. We'll show that too. Exactly. Um, there's another quote here. We now find ourselves with a contract that is unfulfilled by the code. So what we're seeing here is the National Rugby League... Um, it's their fault the coronavirus has shut everything down. Yeah. Every single thing is shut down. Yeah. And they're saying, well, it's unfulfilled. So, you know. It's your every... fault, NRL. You've not, you've not upheld your contract. Exactly. Well, if like that's the case. A choice. If that's the case, what they should do is void the contract and the NRL can put it up again, you know. Because you know what? Fox Sports is desperate for rugby league action. Mm-hmm. Because even the people at Fox Sports, the ones that are still left, they know that if it's between people tuning in to watch Paul Crawley get some, you know, reassurance from Paul Kent, no one's tuning in for that shit. 
but they'd rather watch some rugby league. So as soon as that happens, they've got their subscription model back on track. KO must have lost God knows how many subscribers. Pretty much all of them, really. You would think so. There's well, nothing you have to any show. Yeah, there's nothing on. Other you than, know? Other than um, angry News Limited dinosaurs. Yeah, who would just go on about Yelling why they hate the game. Yeah. Um, you know, if if Channel 9 doesn't want to show Rugby League, that's fine. There are other places that will and will happily do it. I I found an, uh, this article actually on the Nine World of Sports with those quotes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, who was it written by? Tim Elbra. I don't know who you are. That's how important you are. Um, he's put in there after these quotes. There's been speculation for months of Greenberg losing his job in the new era for the ARLC, headed by powerful chairman Peter Vlandis. The ARLC did not trigger an extension clause in Greenberg's contract earlier this year. Yet Peter Vlandis recently said that Greenberg was safe, a status that may have suddenly changed with Nine's statement. Oh, look how tough we are. Wow, isn't Nine important just to ask them? Yeah. Oh, we're so tough. Um, and then it's just utter garbage from there on in. Yeah, just um, trash. Look, they're, all, they're the ones that are coming out and speaking about it very openly. They're just scattergunning shit. Yes, you know, and it's not been it's not been bought. Like you have a look at any of these people that are are posting on Twitter that work for any of the nine companies, and they they're towing the company line and rubbishing rugby league in the NRL and Todd Greenberg, and you look at the replies and they are scathing from fans. Yeah, the fans are not not buying this bullshit. Yeah, there was a thread on Twitter today by a bloke called Matt Starkey. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find him at Alpha Hub, um, and he's he's included a lot of people in this. He's done a bit of research, which is always good to see. Mm-hmm. And he's pulled apart some of these um, quotes by Channel Nine. He stated yep. there that Channel Nine's net profit is currently down by nine mm-hmm. percent, um, which is you know about one hundred and fifty million dollars. Poor management. That's what it is. It's a shame they don't have someone like Todd Greenberg who's been growing the revenue for the game. That's right. And it's it's down 9%, despite Channel 9 winning the ratings in 2019 for the first time in 12 years. Mm -hmm. Nine's yearly share for 2019 concluded at 29.4%, a 2.1 increase from 2018 compared to 7's 29% that went down 1.7%. Um Channel 9 have a poor track record of fiscal management, once having $2.7 billion in senior debt and requiring a capital injection from hedge fund CVC Asia Pacific when former owner James Packer left. In contrast, 2019 NRL revenue is up 6% and posted a higher than expected surplus. Um, there's, there's also a lot of people showing you know con- comments about, you know, as we hit on people within the Channel Nine staff in rugby league, they're shitting on the game. Yep, yep. Um, and a lot of it is to favour Channel Nine. Mm-hmm. So talking about you know how the you know radical plans to save the NRL or how the competition should because should be rescheduled and restructured and stuff like that. It's all about getting the game back on to, in a way that suits Channel Nine, not in a way that suits the NRL. Yep. Um. And just 
plenty of examples of how Channel 9 have always put themselves first in contract situations. Which oh, of course they Which, of course, they will. Yeah. But it come across as though they're trying to be some sort of saint and saviour. It's just, it's just sick. It really is. It's very gross, and especially during the time we're in right now where... I mean, so many parts of society. And look, we're focusing on rugby league in this one. We're not pretending that that uh, rugby league players are doing it tougher than anyone else or anything like that. We're just focusing on rugby league at the moment. But to use a moment like this in, in our society's history to pull this sort of garbage to try and save themselves some money because of their own issues is just unbelievable. It is. Um, and as we touched on before, Channel 9's commitment to AFL, which is the NRL's main rival and, a, you know, a sport on another channel. And for a mm-hmm. while, it was on two other channels, on 7 and 10. Yep. Um, when they cancelled the NRL footy show, uh, one, of the, one of the spokesmen said, ending the NRL footy show was a slightly easy decision because we went rugby league coverage into the NRL footy show, which pushed it out until 9.45, and it just started to be a lot of money spent late at night. The Melbourne footy show is a different equation. Our commitment to Melbourne, our commitment to AFL football, we have to maintain that focus. Why do you have to maintain a focus promoting promoting another channel, promoting another sport? Yeah, it's a really good question. It's a really good question. And remember how for... A very long time. Channel 9 pretended like any games that weren't on their network, rugby league games that weren't on their network, didn't exist. Like, they'd be like, oh, the big clash this week. It's, you know, the West Tigers versus the Manly Seagulls. And you're like, the Cowboys are playing the Broncos on Fox Sports. Like, what are they talking about? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Um, The NRL is not just blaming bad player behaviour for poor TV ratings from the recent Indigenous v. Maori All-Stars game. A confidence report blames Channel 9. The internal report says Channel 9 did not promote awareness of the game on their channels and there was a general lack of awareness for the match. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Um, it's just crazy that there's... i tell you another thing they've been saying today. They... They put the question to the New South Wales Health Minister about whether he had personally been in touch with the NRL during this time while they're trying to formulate a return to the field. And he said no, he didn't know anything about it. What it had turned out is that he had talked to them about a month ago, which he said he had, and that both sides had decided to work through the sports minister and the Premier's office instead of working through him. Now, There's two things. The New South Wales Health Minister didn't know about a fucking cruise ship that was full of COVID-19 that is actually responsible for a a very large chunk of the cases that are across all of Australia and many of it, the deaths, unfortunately. So that's the first thing. Second thing is, if he was up to date on what was happening with rugby league during the middle of a pandemic, he should be sacked immediately. Because yes. he has bigger fish to fry right now. He's the health minister for everyone, not just the National Rugby League. And the National Rugby League's been working really, really closely with the government. They're trying to do their best in a bad situation. N- nothing that the NRL is going to come up with is the ideal scenario. It just isn't. Nothing that anyone's going to come up with right now is the ideal scenario. Everyone has to take a hit on some level. And the NRL is just doing their best, you know, and, and to be 
to be misleading people to saying, well, the government doesn't even know what they're talking about when they they do. They just do. It, it's it's just so misleading. All of the stuff that has been put out over the last 48 hours and even beyond that, even through News Limited and stuff about what the NRL and, and the game of rugby league is trying to do. Very, very misleading. And fans have just had a gut full. And then to have Channel 9's self-serving statement saying that they're the saviors of rugby league. Go fuck yourselves, Channel 9. You're a bunch of fucking snakes. Yeah, I must say it's one of those weird, weird rare occasions where I'm glad I have Fox Sports. God, this feels weird. Because it means I don't have to watch rugby league on Channel 9. So I'm not going to contribute to to, to supporting that network anymore. Um, and that's... That's a horrible situation to be in because that could come at the detriment of Rugby League and the next TV rights. But if it means another free-to-air network gets gets the rights for Rugby League, then that is a great outcome. I will be I will be openly pushing when the NRL comes back, uh, and we we get nothing from them. Obviously, in fact, they would hate our guts for how much we bag them. But when when the NRL comes back, I will only be watching it on KO Sports. I will sign up for their service, and that's the only way I will watch it. I will not watch another rugby league match on Channel 9 if I can help it. I know that there's going to be State of Origin games and, and the grand final, which unfortunately you can't watch on anything else. But yeah, any time, if it's a choice between Channel 9 and watching it, the Fox Sports coverage, it'll be the Fox Sports coverage I'll be watching Channel 9 has done their dash. I think they've done it with a lot of people. And the sooner that the NRL can get rid of that fucking albatross of a network, the better. Exactly. Um, Speaking of albatrosses, Mm -hmm. um, stage two of Channel 9's attack kicked in uh, today when Malcolm Knox... (laughs) Yeah, of course. He wrote an opinion piece pretty much... Well, let's let's put it this way: the foundations for his for his article was about how rugby league was a code for thinkers, and it was all very um, condescending towards the fans and the people involved in the game. Pretty much saying you're not as smart as you think you are. And he's got it's based on this thing of rugby league people think that rugby league is an intelligent game, and I have never seen anywhere anyone in the game saying that. Never once. Never, ever. It's the flimsiest foundation for an entire 1,100-word article I've ever seen. You know, Malcolm Knox, he goes, he fits into this category of a bunch of fucking ponces that look down their nose at sport and think they've got these, you know, wonderful attitudes. They're going to enlighten the rest of us. And really, they're just a bunch of fucking wankers. Uh, this bloke has just been. So, some of the comments in here are so sarcastic and condescending towards so many people. And I'm not talking about the famous people involved in the game, like your Phil Goulds and the like. I'm talking about fans. Yeah, they w- he wouldn't dare have a go at, at any of the uh, his fellow employees there, would he? No. In the bloated structure that they've got there, one of the. 57 former footballers that can hardly string a word together wouldn't be them. No, he's uh, he's attacked. He's pretty much pissed on everyone who watches the game and, and enjoys watching the game. Um, 
And remember, he is paid for by Channel 9. Yep. Um, it's basically about how rugby league doesn't care about everyone else in the rest of the world. Yeah, because apparently, right, I don't know if you knew this, Andrew, it's up to the fucking sport of rugby league to not only stop the pandemic, but care about everyone in the world. Well, this is the thing is that, that that's the vibe I'm getting is that rugby league caused this pandemic and because they caused it, they damn well should be caring about every person who dies around the world because this is entirely their fault. How selfish of rugby league to start a worldwide pandemic and then not give a fuck about anyone. Terrible. And why shouldn't we be playing rugby league games in two bubbles in Western Sydney? Because people in the United States are dying during a pandemic. Yeah, people don't watch the game. Yeah, it's, it's fucking, it was a really wonderful, you know, a really wonderful link there. Unbelievable. Yeah. And you know what? It's all of the... It's like, I can't even imagine what they're saying on the radio. Can you imagine? Yeah. Fuck. I mean, there's there's one dude that they have on one of their stations. I'm not going to name him. All he does is fucking whinge. I can't even imagine that it would be like listening to a fucking whippersnipper right now. The way he whinges about it. You listen to him and you're like, this fucking cunt doesn't even like the game. I, I'm hoping at the end of all of this, right? If we're talking, we've, look, we've, we've had a pretty good dig at the at the media here, and trust me, it's not going to stop yet. But um, if we're thinking positive moving forward here, best result for rugby league after all this COVID nineteen shit moves on, is that the the fans say, "Fuck you, Channel Nine. We don't want to watch you anymore." They lose the rights. Channel Ten picks them up because Channel Seven's obviously got everything else. Mm-hmm. Rugby League goes to Channel 10 on free to wear and they do great positive broadcasting of it because that's, you know, they're a better chance of doing that because they need the eyes on the station. Mm-hmm. And we get a whole heap of new commentators over there that'll move on well. And hopefully we never have Channel 9 involved in the game ever again. It would be wonderful if that happened. Hopefully, um, the reporting on the game starts being a little more honest. I can't see this ever happening, but no, a little more honest. So, if you're going to go after Todd Greenberg and about his management, then you're going to look at a balance sheet. You're going to look at the income, the revenue, and the expenditure instead of just looking at the expenditure, because yeah. that's the thing with the balance sheet. If you want to find bad news, you can. You just look on one page out of a 120 page report. Mm-hmm. You will find bad news. That's so it works. There's bad news. There's good news on every balance sheet. It's the agenda-driven garbage has to fucking end. It's getting ridiculous. And, you know, we're seeing now a lot of fans are noticing it and not giving it the, the, credin- the you know, credence that, it, that it's seeking, I guess. Um, and the last thing is that I want to put in there is for years we're always told, you know, just ignore it. Just ignore the bad stuff the media says, and eventually they'll stop doing it. You know what? For years, I followed that principle. I ignored it and didn't care about it. Several years ago, I went, you know what? This is not working. I'm going to call it out, and I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to criticize it when I think it's wrong. And I found that a lot of people are starting to follow suit. 
Last yeah. year we had a situation where the Daily Telegraph got sick of everyone hammering them over their coverage of rugby league and about how negative it is, that they actually dedicated one entire weekend's um, reporting to doing positive stories only. They did it in a very condescending, condescending shithead tone, but the articles were all basically positive stories and nothing negative about the game. And that showed you that the people do have the power to change the way they report on the game. And I hope everyone keeps, you know, if they see something in the, in the media that they don't like, they think is absolutely, sh- you know, just shitting on the game, then, yeah, fucking call it out. I would also add to that, if you see somebody that works for one of the nine entertainment groups, companies, pushing out propaganda and attacking the National Rugby League in what is obviously just doing what their paymaster says they should do, block them on your social media. Just block them because I've look. there's people that I follow that do work for the group and they're not doing it. But then there's been plenty of others. I mean, I saw that I, I saw and I know I said it earlier. I couldn't believe it. They run like some of the nine websites and they were doing it. Yeah. You know, I've seen I, I have seen so many of their employees doing it. It is unbelievable. Just block them because when they stop getting the views on their tweets, It'll it'll start hitting them. Yeah, a lot of these people are, are all after the fame, and if they think that cheating on the game gets them, well, well, it will get them attention. That's what they want. Yeah, and look, if you see somebody that is supposed to be part of their rugby league coverage, or any rugby league coverage really, and you're reading what they say or listening to what they say. And they're coming to a point where they're like, the NRL doesn't know what they're doing. The game shouldn't be kicked off again this year. Things like that. That's somebody that doesn't give us stuff about rugby league. Block them. Just block them. That's all they deserve. Just get rid of them out of your timeline. You know, they should all be just cast aside and being in our own little echo chambers. That's all the media's ter- turned into over the last month and a half in terms of rugby league. It's turned into a, an echo chamber. And I actually did a tweet today saying how the best news coverage you can get right now about rugby league are all the independent outlets, the independent websites, the micro bloggers who are people that maybe run Instagram feeds or Twitter feeds, or you know, uh, Facebook pages, things like that. Uh, you've got numerous podcasts. There's some really, really good stuff out there. Some really inventive stuff, some in-depth stuff that is just brilliant that the mainstream media cannot touch. And what you should do is just switch off the mainstream media stuff and support those people. Uh, if you support the people that are doing the good work in any way you can, that's the way to do it, and you'll feel happier for it. You'll start enjoying your rugby league a bit more. Get rid of the negative neg- negativity that surrounds it, that the media surrounded rugby league with at the moment, because it's a wonderful game. It's a great game. It's supposed to make us all feel happy. That's why we watch it. We don't watch it because we want to feel miserable. Get rid of all of them negative cunts out of your life and support the independent people that are producing content because... They love the game and nothing are, more. Yep, they are genuine fans and they love the game. Yep. And, I mean, we've... 
we don't sit here and make out that yeah, our podcast is the only one you should listen to. We've always promoted other podcasts and, and mm-hmm. spoke of others all the time because it's a it's a community of fans that love the game. That's what we all are. Um, <laughs> I mean, we've even got websites. We're not just doing a podcast. We've got websites we do as well. We're just, we do writing as well. Um, that's how much we love the bloody game. That's why we get so defensive and arc up so much whenever the media goes out doing this shitball and crap that they've been carried on with this last two months. Because... So much of it you get used to, but these just ridiculous attacks on Greenberg and the, and the you know the finances of the game are just absurd. And at yeah. some point you've got to go. This can't be tolerated. We can't just sit there and ignore this because you, you're eventually propagating it. I guess if you're not if you're not pulling it up where it's wrong. And look, the thing is, Andrew, if 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 the game's finances were as bad as they were saying, you and me would be the first to be going off our heads at it. Yeah. I'm no, I'm no fan of Todd Greenberg's. Right, I've I've made that really clear over the entire course of this podcast's history, going back to last March. But you cannot fault the game's finances. Never before has there been this much money in. Revenues are building. It's it's in, it's incredible that the game is in this situation, especially when you remember how underfunded it was coming out of the Super League war. I mean, we're just these are the these are the good old days right now. You know, these are the days when you know TV coverage might change the way that we we take sport in might change. You never know what's going to happen going forward. But if somebody said, when were the golden days of rugby league financially? It's fucking like 2019. Yeah. It is right now. We're yeah. in it. And then, yeah, talking up people from, and, and the way the game was played in the 80s and the 90s, just, you know, spare me. Seriously. Ugh. I I just don't get it. I don't either. And the other thing is too, like when you look back at, at like some of the things that were happening in the eighties and nineties with clubs, how quickly they would fall over, how little it took to put them into a financial black hole, how many mergers we had to have, how many clubs just died. You know why they talk up the eighties and nineties so much as the as the good old days? Why is that? Because that's when the journalists loved the game and they talked it up and they spoke positively about it. Like it wasn't that's... until the late night, mid to late nineties, that they started shitting on every angle. And yeah, from ju- then onwards, it's just been misery. During the Super League War, yeah. And it's like, I mean, they hate watch the game. Yeah. It's really weird. They, right. they, they hate watch it. And there are so many times you will turn on rugby league coverage and you kind of like, they, they're whinging about the referees. They don't like how these teams are playing. Is there anything that these fuckers like about watching the game? And look, there's been games that I've seen or listened to Phil Gould and Andrew Johns talking about the game. And you're like, he's a former coach and one of the greatest players in the history of the sport. And you wouldn't think they like this game at all with the way they're going on. No, that's right. It's, it's sick what, what the media is trying to do to the game. Um, 
and they need to realise that they will never kill the game. No. Coronavirus will never kill the game. This game survived an awful lot. It will it will never be killed. So they can sit there and try and shit on it as much as they want. They'll do it at their own demise. The game will march on. It will always be stronger and bigger and better than all of those people shitting on it. Just It just has that knack. You can't kill it, you never will. If the Nazis couldn't in France, and they'll never do it here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hitler tried. Look what happened to him. Yeah. That's what happens when you you try and delete rugby league. That's what happens to you. Exactly. You end up chewing on cyanide. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I I just... We've both been burning to do this podcast since it all come out. I wouldn't be shocked if we did another follow-up to this in the next couple of days. There's going to be more garbage. Yeah. Um, none, none, have, none have showed their hand. They really have. They really have. They've tried to, to drive a wedge in the game, and I think all it's done is solidify the game. And, you know, it, it's it's so a, gross. I've got a question for you. Yeah. Okay. If. We're going to work with a hypothetical here. Okay. If the NRL says to Channel 9, okay, you know what? If you think that we've voided the contract, then fine. Let's void the contract. Yeah. And then the NRL says, let's open up for negotiations again for the free-to-air component of it. Mm-hmm. And then they accept an offer from Channel 10. Yeah. To do the rest of the, what was it, till 2022, until the next deal's done for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So Channel 10 gets it for three, two threes. How long does Channel 9 exist knowing that the only Australian sport that they'll have will be the Australian Open Tennis? Yeah, and Super Netball. Like, good oh, luck. Sorry, sorry, the Super Netball as well. I do, I did forget yeah. about that. My apologies, yes. Good luck with the Super Netball. Why don't you try putting that on a Friday night and see how many people you get? That's the thing. You know what? If Rugby League, Andrew, if it wasn't the highest rated sport in Australia... And it didn't have, like, forget the grand final, right? If it then also didn't have the most expensive, highest rated entertainment property in all of Australia in, in state of origin football, which is just guaranteed, I mean, it, that sort of stuff can win you ratings for the year, having three games like that, let alone the rest of it. Mm. If it wasn't in that position... I'd be saying, you know what, it's a negotiation tactic. They're not getting what they want out of it and stuff. They're getting exactly what they expected out of rugby league. The ratings are absolutely fine. It's the highest rated sport in Australia. This is just a cynical move during a, a terrible time by a media organisation that is just fucking disgusting, like they're, all of them, quite honestly. They're desperate. And they're bad financial managers, which is why they're trying to drive the price of it down so they can keep it because they know that if they lose it, they're not going to be able to get AFL because Channel 7's got that thing locked down. They're not going to let it go. They're not going to get the Test Cricket back because they've given that away to Channel 7 as well. Rugby League's all it's got left other than the A-League, and I'm pretty sure the A-League's got to deal with um, with Foxtel. I don't know if A-League's on, on uh, free-to-wear or not. I think it is in some capacity, but I mean, even uh, like, like when you look at where rugby league is compared to other sports in in Australia, and AFL is fine. So I'm, I'm, I'm AFL is fine. Cricket, 
is coming off of a pretty pretty rotten, you know, summer. Shit. It was shit, let's be honest. Yeah, and when the, it was when the also best thing affected they had to promote, by COVID. Yeah, when the, when the best thing in cricket season had to promote itself was the shitty Big Bash League, mm. which just people are so tired of it that even when they made the season shorter this year, people still complain about it being too long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you've got, like, I mean, soccer is in a little bit of a, a state. Like, they're talking right now about how they could reset the whole thing um, from what I've seen. And then and rugby union, I mean, I mean, they're in worst position of any sport, I think, in Australia. The only sport um, that's actually picked up immensely, other than the two majors in AFL and rugby league, has been the NBL. Yeah, and that's been... In, and, and look, I think a lot of that is the fact that basketball worldwide is is moving has moved forward during a certain amount of time, yes. and the NBL was really badly managed for a number of years, and they slipped off of that that momentum. But now they've sort of got back on the wave a little bit. And I think that's what's driving them forward a bit, which is great to see. I remember, man, I remember when Isaac Burton used to play for the Sydney Kings. They were really good to watch. Um, but yeah, they're they're about the only one that you can say is really moving forward compared uh, compared to the football codes or anything. And when I say moving forward, I mean moving, you know, not backwards compared yeah. to the other to to the footy codes. But they're being rather innovative and intelligent with how they're growing as well. So they're, they're looking long term as well, which has been really good to see. They've set up those links with the the NBA too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're thinking smart, but. But even so, I mean, they've had the Illawarra Hawks fall over in this off-season. Yeah. At the same time, they're not going to be able to bring in, even with the growth they've got, they're not going to bring in the numbers that Rugby League is is right now. No, I I think the cool thing that they have going for them is that it's a completely different experience. Yeah. So, um you know, the football coach, you're, you're outside, you're going to a game, you're watching it on TV, it's everywhere. Uh, going to a, a basketball game is just a very different experience. And I think that, and it's a good game to watch as well. I think that helps as well. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what they've got going for them. That's the big problem that Rugby Union has had in Australia is that why would you get involved in Rugby Union in Australia when you can get involved in Rugby League and have this giant, huge career? There's just no reason. No reason why you'd do it. Well, I used to watch a little bit of Rugby Union. Um, the problem I found with it is, it's been going on for a bit too long now, is they just don't play an exciting brand of, of rugby anymore. Like the, the All Blacks play a pretty good uh, rugby union. They're always good to watch. The Wallabies, though, just sort of changed from being really boring to trying to be really expansive, I guess, and just failing at both. Yeah, they're, it's boring and they're not good at what they're trying to do. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, the other day when we were talking about, you know, if any of their players had come over and you were like, well, name one. And it's a great, you know, I, I saw, I think, Kirtley Beale still plays. And I was like, wow, that's that's kind of weird. Yeah, there's talk you were thinking of him and um, Quade Cooper was thinking about joining up with some Sydney clubs several years ago. But yeah, that was it. Yeah, that yeah. I mean, you wouldn't take any of them really. If they wanted to come over and try their hand, you might, 
use them for depth and see how it went. But there's, it's not like they've got some. You know, the star was Israel Folau. Yeah, look, if I was if I was honest, okay, I I wouldn't mind some of the forwards coming across because a lot of the a lot of the work they do is can be transferable and stuff. It's fairly similar, but the backs are a bit harder. The the gameplay is a bit different, and I I just don't know if they'd be able to pick up the extra skills that are required. It's a bit different. I'd just like to see him come across, see him get smashed, and go back. I'd like to see some AFL players in rugby league. Man, I, that'd be... Whatever happened to that AFL player that played in the nines? Did you ever see that? No, I didn't watch it. Yeah, neither did I. Um, I saw a picture of him the other day playing, and he looked like he was um, being absolutely sm- smashed in a tackle, yeah. which was quite regulation. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was one player that tackled him around the waist, and another one was about to tackle him up around the shoulders, and he looked like he was in agony. It's funny because, like, rugby league players are the best in the world at taking a human being to the ground that is trying their best to not be taken to the ground. So it must be really strange when a a non-rugby league person gets into a sporting contest or in some sort of physical altercation with one, and a rugby league player grabs them and they're like, oh... What the f- like? This is different. Yeah, I'm not just being grabbed by someone. This is somebody that is trained for this. <laughs> it's. I, I think I'd. Um, I think I'd like to see quite a few of these Channel Nine journos have a crack at rugby league. Ah, well, half the half the rugby league journos look like they're fucking dying. <laughs> I mean, what's all that about? There's some that don't. I'll be fair. There's some that don't, but half of them, they got that fucking alcoholic look about them. You know what I mean? Like they they've got some sort of liver problem. <laughs> don't that <Hey>. careful. Uh. <laughs> careful. <laughs> I'll save that one for the post show podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I'm glad we got to do this, Andrew. This has been cathartic. Yeah, it's been a bit of a purge. Yeah, yeah. I feel, I, you know what? I feel good now. I feel better. Being fucking angry all day. <laughs> yeah, I, I got around today and I looked at the vacuum cleaner. I just looked at it and went, fuck you. Don't yeah, give was, me that attitude, you bastard. Thank you know what? I, I, could, I didn't realise you could eat fish angrily till today. <laughs> and you can. Turns out you can. You ate it with anger? Ah, yeah. Did it taste better with anger? You know what? Yeah. I did say this uh, recently to someone that anger is good. Sometimes it's a, it's good. It can fuel you. And it's fueled this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's fueled quite a lot of episodes of this podcast, if we're honest. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, that's good fun. The good thing for us, though, is that we don't live on shitting on the media. <laughs> only take only eighty percent of what we do, eh? Yeah, we, we we can still produce podcast episodes without without the media's being shitheads. Yeah, yeah. So we don't have a vested interest in the media being crap. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's something that works in our favour, I guess. 
I mean, you can still get all those podcasting dollars that we don't get. Oh, yeah. Roll them in. When we say the, the podcasting dollars, it's like literal like two or three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> all two of them. Yeah. Hey, do you reckon yeah. we should do an email? Because we got an email. Have we got an email? Yes, Fantastic. we do. Okay, so uh, this is an email from Big Dick, and their name is huh. Big Dick in honour of the 2020 Winger of the Year, Matt Ikevalu. Oh, yes. Sorry, I thought this was another um, email about Cialis, but go on. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it says, hey, lads, love the podcast and thought I would convert that love into an email. I simply cannot wait for the moment Andrew asks Freaky about the emails and he responds with, we do actually. I, re- I reckon you should do some episodes about what if, about sliding door moments. For example, what if Cherry Evans honoured the Titans deal, etc. I've seen some articles on it floating around, but I reckon you blokes could do it well on your potty. Other than that, keep up the good work. I listen to all, almost, of the episodes and utilise Rugby League Project every day. Can't wait for the footy to start on May 28th. And he says, it'll definitely be May 28th. And the footy podcasts from May 28th. So, yeah, that was from Big Dick. Yeah, I've always been a fan of Big Dick. Um, love your work, mate. Uh, thanks, thanks for the email. Thanks for getting in touch. Um, hope to see more of you, Big Dick. Yeah, it's always good to hang with Big Dick. Oh man, he's he's uh he's something else. He really is. He's uh. I am a I am a fan of his work. Life of the party. Oh yeah, but when Big Dick gets gets swinging, look I, out. Yeah, look out. Yeah. Brace yourselves. Yeah, literally brace yourself. <laughs> oh man, that's that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, that was I was really, really happy with that one. That was really cool. Um we got any shout outs to do? Um yeah, I mean if there's any you've got there. Uh well can I shout out to the Patreons that I've got, is that all right? Yeah, mate, go for it. Okay, so, so I set up my, my Patreon account. It's patreon.com forward slash league freak no spaces and so far i have samuel andrew nadine and katie have all signed up so thank you to all of them um i i honestly i can't believe it i I like i i just can't believe it that's all, all i can say about it so thank you so much and and uh you know the the money that they provide through that patreon um That'll go into site costs and things like that, as I talked about in the last episode. So um, it, that's amazing to, to those four. So I wanted to give them a shout-out. Good work to you people. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And why don't you talk about your Patreon? Yeah, I'm going to uh, patreon.com, RL Project. Um, hoping to have some, some news up there soon because mm-hmm. uh, I was doing a bit of work today where – Preparing to get some some more data coming to the website soon of uh, games that were played over in New Zealand. Oh wow, that's very cool. Um, and so a whole heap of teams were added into the database today. We've now got one thousand and thirteen teams in the database. Oh, that's incredible. 
and there will be more, but yeah. not not too many more that I can think of at this stage. But yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. Also working on a heap of club games from England as well, dating back to 1895. That's amazing. That's going to, um, that's probably going to double at least the number of games we've currently got on the website. Whoa, that's in incredible. So that's massive. Yeah, that's, that's a that's a massive chunk. So huge stuff coming in there soon. And once those results are put in there, um, Chumley Bum, he has to go through and put all the teams in manually, one by one. <laughs> and then, then you're finished, hey? Then the website's like you sort of tick and you're like, done. Yeah. If, <laughs> if I can survive till the age of about 197, <laughs> we'll have it sorted. That'll be um, great. <laughs> hopefully we can work out a way to speed the process up a bit. <laughs> yeah, that would be handy, hey. Well that's yes. what your that's what your bloody Patreon's about is to right. expedite the process before yes, you well, die. <laughs> that's right. It's to, it's about, I suppose, um allowing me to earn a full time wage so I can mm-hmm. keep my family clothed and fed mm-hmm. and sheltered. And so that I can update the website as well and, you know, probably even write more history stuff and do you know stat stuff like that for people so they can view it all and all that sort of gear. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, I've got a fair few people now. Obviously, I've had it for over a year, so that's bound to happen. But it's, it's sort of sitting around seventy um, subscribers on there. Yep. Um, so thanks to all of those, there's been well over that over the entire course of it. We've jumped in for a few months, some for quite a bit longer, some for only one month, but, you know, every little bit is hugely appreciated. Yeah, um, that's the thing. Like, I think, you know, like, I think your your lowest one, is it like a dollar, US dollar? Yeah. 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 I, I don't have tears on mine, so you, you can pay yeah. whatever you want. Yeah, so, and, and like, and on my one, I think it, my, the lowest one is three, because I was like, I, I want to... It's like three, five, and ten because I thought that's how you set them up. To be honest, um, and, but like even at the lowest level, it's it's worth it. Like if if you're thinking, man, it's only going to be a dollar, it's only going to be three dollars. I don't know how much of that's going to really change anything. It really does. Like when when you see that pop up, and look, I've I've got th- I've got four people on my Patreon. Uh, when I've I've seen the three dollar pop up and I was like, oh my goodness, that's that's gonna work. That's something I can you know put towards the website. You know, that's something I can put towards the hosting costs. Um, it does make a difference. So yeah, if you if you can afford it, jump on. Absolutely, it's all great. You're helping independent um you know content producers. Yeah, yeah. I like I'm I know with my one. I'd like to do some some sort of audio thing with it, and I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. Um, but I'd like to put out some content that is for uh, my Patreon followers, but I don't know what that is yet. I was talking to you about it before we started this podcast, and you were giving me some really great ideas. Um, the one about turning my webcam on and getting tokens, I didn't really understand what that was about. Oh mate, you've got to get into that. Yeah, you, I, I mean, mean, I mean, you were convincing. I'll be honest with you, mate. Some of the stuff you learn. Yeah. Jeez, mind blowing. Not that's not the only thing that blows. 
Oh my goodness. Did we go there? Yeah, you did. You did. Wow. Apparently, I've heard because I don't know anything about it because I, I don't know what that is. But I've heard you make your money in group shows. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. That, that's where the big t- big coins are, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> I wonder what you're going to say there. The big t- the big coins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was actually going to say big tickets, and I went, that's the oh, okay. word. Wow, um, tickets. Yeah. I, if, I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds like you know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it was the right word, but it was the, uh, I didn't want to use it. But there yeah. you go. Cat's yeah. out of the bag now. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. Well, what else can we can we bung in here? Is, have we pretty much run our course on this one? Uh, yeah, I think I think we've we've said what we've said what we wanted to say, don't you? Yeah. I think what we're going to try and do is there's there's been a, a rather negative sort of tone the last few episodes because the media's been negative assholes. And that's all we can talk about. So we're going to try and do a history piece in the next one and try and make it a little bit more um, uplifting and less miserable, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you, you know the thing I want to talk about? I want to talk about, like, some of some players, like some of our favourite players we like to watch. Maybe we could do, like, a just a 10 players we love to watch. Not even a top 10, just a 10 um, that over the years have excited us to see and play and stuff and talk about them, something like that that's just positive because it, it has. It's been a really weird time uh, for society and, and I think that there's definitely a stress that comes with everything that's going on and um, we kind of want to, with the podcast, we kind of want to give you something that you could put on and have a laugh with and and you know, enjoy and look forward to and be like, yeah, it's a new episode and it not just always be about, you know, us having a fucking rant. <laughs> rant and a whinge about people having a rant and a whinge. Yeah, pretty much. We don't want to turn into that. Yeah, too much. <laughs> we, we do find it entertaining for ourselves to rant and whinge about people ranting and whinging. Yeah. We, we, we see it as a double negative. Like, when we do that, it just cancels each other out and everything goes back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> do you know i've had in my life i've had people ring me up at times and say tell me about what you think about this just to hear me ranting about it and it's like really on that person jeez mate that's your top tier on your patreon <laughs> maybe, maybe i'll make a higher tier where it's like 15 bucks right yeah and you get a phone number and you call me and you can ask me about any subject and I promise to just rant about it. That'd be interesting. That'd, that'd be that'd work. Yeah, it can be anything, but it's just for you, like that person. It's like doesn't get it doesn't get recorded. Doesn't it's just for them. Can't believe no one else has thought of that. I don't know. Like a, I'm talking with someone on a on a Patreon or a Patreon thing. That, that's that's a brain idea. Yeah, I should get onto that. Yeah. We should all do it. We should. We should. Let's all do it. What if? What if? What if we both did a tier on our patrons, where you 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 do like five bucks for each of us, and you get to go into a three way call with us, and it's just like we talk shit with someone. <laughs> that could work. 
if, they, know... if they're willing to pay quite a bit more, we'll put it out as a podcast. Yeah, that would be cool. You know what though? I've just realised something. This is like this is like two or three steps away from it just turning into a sex line, hey? It's like just, you know, you pay ten bucks up front and just, you know, listen to one of us beat off. <laughs> That's what this is getting towards. You know what I mean? Uh, Maybe for seven bucks I'll read a, a fucking chapter of Fifty Shades of Grey. The one where where they walk in with the sushi. And just, I'm, watch, I'm watching the movie and they, the chick walks in with the sushi and it's supposed to be this scene and all I'm thinking is, like, where's this fucking sushi being stored? I wouldn't eat this sushi. What, what I'd do if I were you is you'd say, you'd say to the person, right, I have an erotic novel. I need you to pick a number between 1 and 200, and that's the page number I'm going to read to you. This is a lottery. <laughs> you're either going to get some hot, steamy sex action, or you're just going to get some shit leading up to it, and you're going to walk away frustrated, and you'll need to pay me more to find out what goes on next. Yeah, that would be interesting, hey? There you go, mate. Right? You that's your you next could tip. You could, do, you could just have a script, right, where you just lead right up to where it gets interesting. Like it's all mundane. It's like, and they get it, they, you know, they get home and they get out the car and they look down at the tires. I think, man, maybe I need to put some air in the tires and stuff. Go and get the letterbox, see if they've got any mail. Oh yeah. They've got, you know, rates and stuff like that. But just when it gets really good, it's like, and that's the end of the chapter for more of that pay seven more bucks and you'll get the rest. <laughs> That's man, that's got so much going for it. Yeah. This you really is need it. to do that. This is it. If only we knew that this podcast would basically turn into the beginning of a sex talk line. <laughs> I never thought that. But I was hopeful. I must admit, I didn't even think at the start of this episode that we were gonna end up <laughs> where we are right now. But nothing yeah. is nothing surprises me. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I probably should have. I probably should have um, clicked. I guess when we started talking about big dick earlier. Well, you know, big dick. Dick gets in touch. He does. We got a lot of good uh, feedback about uh, our conversation of the blue balls that we had. Oh, really? We had some feedback on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I got a lot of really good feedback about blue balls. Um, Julie actually was very very impressed with our our conversation about the blue balls. Hey, Julie. Hey, Julie. Hey. Uh, she was impressed with it. Have you got any comments that she'd like to share? Um, or any comments that she wouldn't like to share, but we could anyway, just to embarrass her? <laughs> <laughs> any comments that she didn't actually say, but we'll say that she said them? <laughs> no, nah, she was just like, she she sent me a message just saying blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, was, was that a no or a nay? Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, yes. Um, so I suppose that's pretty much it, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks for listening. We hope you really enjoyed the episode. We hope we gave you a bit of a laugh and something to think about. And, uh, yeah. Well, let's, like let's, hope, let's hope we pissed you off and then gave you a laugh at the end. Yeah. That's all you want in life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Always remember, you can check us out on Instagram and, and Twitter at Pod. 
We're on LinkedIn. We're on Facebook. Uh, we're on YouTube. Please go over to YouTube and subscribe and like all the videos and stuff like that. It'll only take you like seven days because um, there's a few episodes there. Um, make sure you, subs- you, know, you, you give us a five-star rating and a review. Um, we'll read out all the good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, put them up on our website as well. Mm-hmm. And um, stay good, stay safe, and we'll catch you all next time.